Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. With me today from uh, the great city of Dallas in Texas is Steve Conwell. Welcome, Steve. Nice to meet you, John. So what Steve has is, I think, really a unique uh, business model, really. I would call it a business model. So it starts with, uh, since you have two centers of influence or two represent two totally different entities, one is the business brokers of the world or of America, and the other are business owners who want to sell to a third party. So you've identified those owners mm-hmm. as somebody who wants to sell to a third party. And in fact, it sounds like uh, most of your business owner clients are referred to you by the business brokers. Mm-hmm. And how do, how do the brokers find you? And you have criteria for what kind of a client you want to represent? And and. Again, talk about what you do for that business owner client as well. Maybe start there. Okay, yeah. I'd say the first from a a criteria standpoint, to be an exit planning client, at a minimum, they're probably going to need a million in revenue is what we found. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to get over that hurdle and have enough net profits and cash flow to afford it. Our minimum fee um, is $1,000 a month, Mm -hmm. and that's a small company. Mm to upwards of seventy five hundred a month for you know fifteen twenty million dollar firm mm-hmm. um, we uh, I talked about power of the system so we have what's called the reach your peak system mm-hmm. that we take business owners through and it's a flexible framework because each business is different right, right. but it's the same process that we take them through so the first thing we'll work on we call it our accounting and business risk assessment mm-hmm. um, because financials have to be accurate and complete and accrual-based, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a foreign concept for most of yeah, them. You know, modified cash, they've got... So we take them through that and we give them recommendations on improvements. They can do it themselves. Typically, we'll bring in somebody horsepower-wise mm-hmm. to get it fixed. And this is, a, is this the financial reporting system that they're using that you start with? Yeah, so accounting, if there are most of them are on QuickBooks, right. um, some other tool. Um, We'll get that cleaned up, get it configured the way it needs to be, and then that then hits our second phase, um, and that's the projection side. And most of them haven't done projections, mm-hmm. so we'll take them through that um, twelve-month like rolling projections mm-hmm. with dashboarding, trend analysis, industry benchmarking, mm-hmm. cash flow forecasting. So we go through all that, and that's we're now ready to unleash financial performance, right? We also, in kind of going through that process, a lot of it sometimes is coaching. Uh, strategically, we're helping them think about their business mm-hmm. differently because mm-hmm. they're peering into the future. Most of them haven't gone that far. And at that point, we've got a roadmap. And I always say, hey, when can we sell our company? It'll flush out. We'll see it. A trailing 12 will hit here. 
Um, your run rate will hit here, and we believe maybe within a quarter, this is where we can sell you. And then we start working on the multiple. And that's when we're unleashing the value of the business, mm -hmm. uh, working with that. Um, later. So how do you unleash that? Are you going through a, basically the exit planning process to identify the strength of the management team and the other value drivers? Is that what you're doing at that point? Yeah, as we are measuring, course correcting, mm -hmm. tweaking, we're going through the value driver side of it. And so there's some areas they do well that mm -hmm. we'll want to showcase, especially when we sell them. There's other drivers that are opportunities for improvement <laughs> um, to take them through. And mm -hmm. what I always tell the business owner, look, you know, we're a team together. Just because I think it's going to take a month to get this done, we may go through and say, you know what, you're fine. We've got these action items. We can move on to the next thing. There may be another thing on the uniqueness of the business, uh, what, what allows them to defend themselves against their competition. And what we need to do is draw that out. So we may say, let's look at your business from an operations perspective, from you know logistics and distribution to customer service, to service delivery, and let's see what drops out. Mm -hmm. That may take more time, we don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. where we, we will flex but it is very consistent process-wise and what we take them through. Okay. So in, during this process, so this client has probably come to you from a specific business broker. Mm -hmm. And it, it, they're part of your team, or at least probably kept informed of what you're doing. Are they participating actively in any of this? Uh, I mean, not actively from the yeah. standpoint that uh, they're going to be contributing and doing action right, items and things like that. Their job is to sell the business. Their job is to sell the business. Um, I, I call it the A to Z principle. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we found, A, they start the company. Um, let's say X, hey, I want to sell, but they're mm -hmm. not ready. So they go through the X to Y mm -hmm. on the exit planning and value building. The last thing you want to do is toss them over to Z, like mm -hmm. throwing it over the wall to yeah. a broker they don't know, yeah. and the whole thing can derail. So A through Y doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, for us, having them be an integral part of that exit team, um, along with the fact that we're doing sell-side due diligence and kind of helping to get that squared away, mm -hmm. when we take them to market, that broker is intimately involved in not only the business and understanding how it works, but really knows how to market it at that point. So we can shorten buyer due diligence, speed up the process mm -hmm. on a sale. Mm -hmm. The other thing that it does is that the broker is now able to really, when they get to buyer tension and multiple buyers, mm -hmm. they really know the company. So they're able to you know, get that tension going and really maximize the value. Well, it sounds like you're, you're starting with a business that's essentially unmarketable often mm -hmm. or sold for a very low value that's right. far below what the owner needs and you're growing the value and cash flow of the company which is good in itself but you're also making it marketable that's mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's what everybody wants to do because one goal the owner has is to sell to a third party right so do you do work where you're doing exit planning work but they want to sell to their management team? Is that something that works within your model or not? No, we would, we would, we would outsource that to somebody else. And that's, that's where we stay in our lane. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they want to sell to a third party, we have had situations where I've got a client right now. Um, they're a, it's a smaller client. Um, we think we can 10X them. Mm -hmm. But the way to do it, he's actually going to carve out a part of his business to get about 500 grand coming in, uh -huh. then we'll 10X them. And we figure we can sell 
We'll probably sell them for about four or five million. So that's an interesting one. Yeah. As a matter of fact, even doing the valuation, um, it's it's a segment of the business. They're on cash, very messy on just how cash, the accounting. Cash accounting, yeah. Yeah, the cash accounting side, and we're able to carve that out and show what the value is. It's a you know long term recurring revenue streams. Mm-hmm. We're able to get uh, buyers in very short month and a half sales cycle mm-hmm. to get them through, and then we'll launch them and get them to move. So each client's got, you know, fun things that come up. We've had situations where, um, all right, hold the presses. We've got this opportunity. We have two weeks, and we're going to grow the business top line by 75%. We have two weeks to decide if we can pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. So then, all right, let's, let's, we're pausing. We've got to do an analysis on the gross margin side to the penny mm-hmm. because it gets complicated. We've got to do cash flow forecasting and projections on it because – with my client as an example, they build everything in advance. This opportunity we build after on mm-hmm. a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So if they'd done it the way she did it, we could grow exponentially. But mm-hmm. the way that they did it, it cash flows after five months. So you better be right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's fun things like that. And then kind of tempering the business owner is what we've learned. It sounds like a great idea, mm-hmm. but it's going to impact your value. So let's kind of talk about that and get their minds thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting the buyer's hat on. So you're doing exit planning, it sounds like. Yeah. You're doing exit planning, but in a lot of the exit planning our members do is what we call a component exit planning where you understand what the owner's goals are. Yeah. So your owner wants to sell. Mm -hmm. It's one of the universal goals. They probably want to sell sooner rather than later from a time standpoint. Right. And they need a certain amount of net proceeds from the sale of the company in order to maintain the lifestyle they want post-exit. So you know their goals. The resources they have available are insufficient. That's sort of the second Mm -hmm. step. You know what that sounds like. You determine what that gap is. Right. And and your focus then in exit planning is to close that gap. Mm -hmm. And so those are the first two steps of the exit planning process. And then... Uh, if they need to improve the business, which they all need to do, or they wouldn't be working with right, you, right. Uh, you're going to look at you know, the value drivers, the strength of the management mm-hmm. team, the operating systems, the financial reporting system, the diversity of the customer base, maybe. Right. These are all value drivers in, in our way of doing exit planning, plus many more. So you're going to focus on that. And when we've, you believe they've reached the point in which they can sell pay taxes and expenses and transaction fees and have their number, that's when you go back or send the owner back to the business broker you're working with to sell the company. Yeah, I'd say the um, there's an element where when we're transitioning to the broker, it's mm-hmm. not really transitioning, right, because they know the broker really yeah. well. We're working with the broker at that stage. It's usually about two months. Um, they're getting the customer information memorandums, bills, or if they'd call it a prospectus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting all the uh, documents organized, and we use ShareFile. And there's all types of encrypted yeah. Yeah. you know, online document management systems to get that squared away to help uh, identify the skeletons in the closet early, mm-hmm. um, get that rectified, and get that prepared for buyer due diligence. And then we have a phase. We call it manage and sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, Going through the, you're familiar with this. I mean, going through the selling process, there's just this fatigue. You know, I've got to run my company, and oh my gosh, it's just I want to get out. And yeah, yeah, it's just I'm tired. So what we do, 
you know, they, they've achieved this run rate, right? So they've got growing revenues and growing profits. They've got a good business now that's built to sell, but you need to keep the momentum going because buyers are smart. Suddenly yeah. they get flat. Oh, well, the business really isn't, you know, moving the way you said it is. And suddenly they're going to get a 10% discount. Yeah. Well, that 10% discount just costs them the success fee mm-hmm. from the brokerage perspective, yeah. right? So our whole goal in our services is to increase the value to cover taxes at a minimum mm-hmm. and cover the brokerage fee. So in effect, I mean, your net is literally what you went to sell it for. Mm-hmm. We've got that covered. The other interesting thing is exit planning fees are addbacks. So we always say that, look, at the end of the day, what we're doing here, the buyer's gonna pay for it. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, so if it costs you 10 grand and you got a 3X multiple, you're gonna get 30 coming in. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that's always interesting to them. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that from an exit planning perspective, I mean, we're 100% aligned with the goals of the business owner right. to maximize their value and sell. So because of that, if I say, look, I'll discount, you know, I'll share in the exit planning cost and split it 50-50 with you. So when we sell, we'll net it against the success fee. Mm-hmm. They go, wait, what? And on top of it, the buyer's going to pay for it. We close the deal. Yeah. Interesting concept. Um, so how, may, how do you find the business brokers? Because in a sense, initially, they're the customer. Right. In a sense. But then that switches when they refer or, or you are working with one of their, their clients. The whole relationship shifts, mm-hmm. at least temporarily. And it, it, it's just an interesting business model. I've not seen this before in 30 years? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say that we're picky, but um, and we love small business in the lower middle market. We've all built companies and kind of worn the hats and understand yeah. what they go through. So, you know, for us, um, honesty and integrity and character mean a lot. Um, also, the strength of how they take companies to market and take them through the cycle is really important yeah. to us, right? Because if I'm going to have and, you know, it's kind of funny. It's this argument, right? It's their client coming to us mm-hmm. and us sending them back. Mm-hmm. But since our goals are aligned on the end sale to help the business owner, mm-hmm. it's very important we align ourselves with the right broker. Um, and I'd say broker, um, M&A firm, brokers that bring M&A practices down into that small and lower middle mm-hmm. market would be a great client for us. Um, and then the other thing is... Uh, it's an interesting, you could say, oh, it's the chicken before the egg, but really it's this symbiotic relationship that we have. They're sending folks to us that they would never probably have ever done business with because yeah. they're going to go away and we're sending them back in the cycle this way. Yeah. The other interesting thing is that the sales cycle, you've got a success-based sale mm-hmm. shifting to a consultative sale and back to success-based. So a lot of the coaching we'll do with the brokers is on that trust transfer mm-hmm. We talk a lot about that, that trust transfer of the relationship they've built and that transfer of trust to us as the exit advisor Mm -hmm. and subject matter expert is critical. And when that happens, we're able to actually close these deals, I mean, really quickly. Um, Usually within a couple meetings, we've already gone through the approach and are able to start. And they're, you know, you're listening for... um, that confidence that this makes good sense to do this. Mm-hmm. They're relying on the broker as the expert, and then we're the expert to take them there. 
and it's really gratifying. I mean, these poor folks have spent, some of them, 20, 30, 40 years of their life. Yeah. And people tend to forget, oh, you're a multimillionaire. You know, how many times they didn't take salary, right? Yeah. How many times they provided for their employees, the risks that they've taken. And you want them to achieve the American dream. You know, you want them to live on and legacy. And we talk about inspiring the next generation yeah. of business owner. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. One, I guess at least one, one more question. So I'll, one of the issues we exit planners have with getting the attention of business owners to do exit planning is that they don't think they need to. Right. Yeah, they think maybe the value is a lot higher than it is. They think maybe the amount of money they're going to get, they're going to be able to use at a higher withdrawal rate than really mm -hmm. is prudent to do. Right. So they actually need to grow the value a lot. Uh, so you have a, biz, uh, an, a business owner who's now going to the broker. Mm -hmm. You're not in the picture yet. Yep, yep. And the business broker says, oh, I, we think we can sell your business for $2 million. The owner thinks, gosh, that's really great. But in reality, that owner needs to sell it for $4 million. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do any work with the business brokerage community to talk to them about the fact that just because the owner wants to sell for this much money, that's not going to be in their best interest. Bring us in so we can help raise the value. Which business broker will increase your success fee? Do you, is that part of the discussion you have with brokers? Yeah. When we have an initial relationship with them, um, a lot of it is uh, talking about those dynamics, yeah. right? We want to understand what their business development process is, mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, the selling process and all that and marketing, but finding out at what point do they uncover things like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if it hasn't been uncovered and I uncover it, mm -hmm. the broker trust is gone. Yeah, yeah, broker doesn't look good. So that coaching is really important to get them to understand that it's one thing to talk about, here's evaluation. It's another to talk about how sellable are they, yeah. how attractive are they to buyers, and get their minds, the owner's minds, to get out of their entrepreneurial hat mm -hmm. and think like a buyer. And when you can get that shift to occur, then they're a lot more open. So I'm always listening for when the shift occurs in their questions. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not big on, we've got to credentialize ourselves, and we've got this and certifications. It's more just, we've been in your shoes, and let's kind of talk about some different scenarios and examples that we've had about how a company that's in your situation, just like everybody else, mm -hmm. has been successful in selling their company. You know, and, and I don't know, uh, I will say this. I mean, we're interviewing the business owner as well. Because as much as we can talk a big game, a lot of times there is a reason why that business owner hasn't gotten their company to the value that yeah. they want. Maybe and it can't get there. Maybe it can't get there because that's who we work with their business owners. If they aren't action-oriented, some of them just, they don't want to do it. Yeah. They're sick of it. And so we have to kind of coach them because um, we're not going to take any client on that this is something that's going to be beneficial for them mm -hmm. and we can get you through there we can get you excited about mm -hmm. it and get through the process it's not designed to be labor intensive mm -hmm. and bury you and every Saturday you're going to be mm -hmm. doing this it's designed to get you what you ultimately want and we have to remind them of that and that's the one piece I didn't bring up is that that whole concept of are you ready to exit mm -hmm. a lot of times they haven't sat in the Starbucks for a few hours really thinking about it and if they haven't gone through that, it's like you're, when you find out your wife's pregnant, yeah. 
hey, I'm going to be a dad, but it hasn't really kicked yeah. in, right? And then about seven and a half months in, he suddenly dawns on you. <laughs> the last thing we want to have... My life is about to change. Right, right. <laughs> so what we yeah. don't want to have happen, yeah. because our end goal is to sell the company, is all of a sudden, they're right at the end stage when it finally dawns on them, and then they walk away. And then, I don't know about you, but I, I don't like getting consulting dollars coming into my company to find out we're not going to achieve the goal that business owner yeah. wanted. Because yeah. then I just, I threw money away and they paid me and we didn't achieve what they ultimately wanted to do, you know, and that's yeah. really important to us. Yeah, that's great. It's great to hear. And that, that does happen. When I practice exit planning as an attorney, unless you prepared the client, that was not a remote possibility. That was a right. real possibility that the owner would back out at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the failure wasn't on the part of the owner to not recognize it so much as the failure of the advisors mm -hmm. not to be working with that client to be sure that the owner was as ready to exit as the business was that you had prepared to exit. Right, right. So, That's such a great point. Such a so, great, it's really true. I mean, um, you, you have to feel for the, the small business community, right? I mean, they're underserved. They don't get the talent that they need. They don't have the cash flow to get the talent that they yeah. need. And they're finally at that game to be able to have some vacations with their spouse, yeah. right? To be able to enjoy time with their grandkids. And then it's not going to happen. My biggest fear is the baby boomer transfer of wealth. What is it? 10 trillion in assets is going to change hands. Is that what percentage are they just going to walk away? Well, it's not going to be transferred. You're right. Right. That's that. You know, that's why we plan. That's the name of yeah. this podcast. Why do we plan? Because we want the owner to benefit from their life's work. Yeah. And so many people will not do it without planners like you. Well, it's been fantastic. I mean, I really appreciate the opportunity to sit down and visit with you. And, uh, I mean, just the goal alignment with BEI, it's just a tremendous group. Uh, just exit planning, but really that it's planning to exit in a way that you've imagined but haven't thought of. Right. So it's uh, it's really exciting. Great. Well, thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. And as always, this is why we plan. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.